Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey, you guys, how you doing? It's Miles. It's episode 148 of Please Advise. Thank you so much for joining us today for a brand new episode. We are out of New York. We've been in New York. I know that there was last week's episode, but it was a little bit of a different kind of episode, which I don't even think we've put up yet. So there's a journey. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, hey, thank you for being here. You guys don't know this, but I haven't left my bed for the last uh, like 11 days. Like I did last weekend on sat- on Sunday to get a manicure. Um, and I left my bed for two hours on Saturday to do a storytelling show, which I won. Um, but I want to say that like mostly I've been sleeping and super depressed and not like li- loving, laughing, living, laughing and loving. Like I have not been. I can't even say it anymore. I haven't been living, laughing and loving. And um, I think that's OK. And it's something that obviously we talk about a lot on the show or that I've talked about very openly as long as I've been writing on the internet, which is like, God, very many years now. And um, why my dog's biting me. And I just have noticed that this has been like more of a national conversation lately. It's been something that every a lot of people are being a lot more open about. And so I just wanted to let you know that if you are out there and you are struggling with this sort of stuff, you're definitely not alone. Uh, I feel like more and more people I'm talking to are dealing with this exact same thing. I started a new medication because, unfortunately, my boyfriend, Wellbutrin, stopped working, um, and which was, like, the worst. And then I tried a new SSRI that, like, literally made me sleep for a month. And then I tried another new medication, and it turns out that I am one of the one in 3,000 people that can develop a potentially fatal rash from it. So I am now back at square one with my failure boyfriend, Wellbutrin, uh, letting me down like every other man has in my life. Um, I don't know why I'm gendering Wellbutrin. But um, yeah, you guys, I just you're not alone. I just want to let you know that. I know that that's kind of a depressing note to start the show with, but I actually think it's kind of optimistic because... In 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 sadness, there's like a flip side to that. It's like once you're really sad, you're like, well, it can only go up from here. Um, you guys, today our guest is someone that is a friend of a previous guest. Um, you guys remember Gabby Dunn? She's fantastic. It's Allison Raskin. You guys are like comedy partners, correct? Yes, we are. Thank you for joining the show today. Thanks for having me. Um, so you've been someone that I have disappointed probably four times already because we've had to reschedule you due to various scheduling conflicts. Like, Oh, it's okay. Okay, thank you for being understanding. Oh, no problem. Like, I literally just, my subject line the last time we rescheduled it was just, I know. <laughs> like, because I was just like, I, I, I felt so bad. So thank you for understanding. I don't think we've ever done that to anyone in particular, and you handled that very gracefully. So thank you for being so oh, kind. Wow. I'm used to people canceling on me, so that's a very was, LA thing, right? Yeah. Are I'm. You, where are you from? I'm from New York. Okay, but I've been out here for like ten Ooh. years. Ooh, we're in New York, Brooklyn. Cool. 
I'm from Westchester. Westchester. Is that like uh is that like upstate or something? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. It's a true suburb of the city. Oh, okay. Is that like near like New Rochelle? That's New Rochelle is in Westchester. Oh, okay. That's where my mom's friend Teresa from college lives. Oh, cool. I don't know if you know Teresa. I She's don't. great. <laughs> Teresa and Kevin, they've known them my whole life. Um, but yeah, I was just in New York. Dude, I'm doing a birthday party in New York in January. Where do you think I should have it in New York? I my friend said, like, where do you want to have it? And I was like, I don't know, like if I'll be alive then. So I don't really care. Um, uh, what's a good bar in New York that's just like open? I hate getting this question because I'm like, I don't even know if stuff exists anymore. Yeah, I'm not a drinker, so I'm not the right person to ask. Just like a place that's just an open. Is there a Dave and Buster's in Times Square? Should should that be it? Should I do it at ESPN Zone in Times Square? Maybe. I've been to that Dave and Buster's like in September. Cause might be kind of tight. Like ESPN it's Zone. Fun. Like Nick Lachey. I don't think ESPN Zone exists anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Is that's the Toys R Us store there? That's closing now, yeah. Because oh, Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy. There's no, don't go to New York. There's yeah. nothing left. <laughs> There's nothing left, baby. Well, Allison, do you have three reasons why you're qualified to give advice on today's show? I guess the number one would be I currently have an advice show. Okay, there's that. So we've had that What's that for, called? Uh, my YouTube channel is Just Between Us, mm-hmm. and we do advice not well. I've watched several of your videos, actually. I don't know why I'm acting like I don't know what that is. Yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's a source of, of bad and oftentimes um, lacking of advice for an advice show. And then um, I've been in therapy my whole life, so – I like to give advice because so much has been given to me. And then finally, um, I'm nosy. Okay, that's good. I'm yeah. nosy too. I love nosy. that. I try to be like low-key nosy. No, I'm in your face about it. People like to tell me stuff, which then makes me a little bit nosy. That's I think I'm nosy by like just like nature of the fact that people start to tell me things. I ask. You do. People don't want to tell me things. Like what I kind of – give me an example of like um, a boundary – so that's the thing I ha- actually have learned through the years. I remember like in college, I'd be like, how many guys have you fucked? Like, I remember <laughs> just, like asking people that. And like, I remember this with this one very well-tempered freshman in my sketch comedy group. I was like a junior. She's like, that's a very personal question. And I was like, so? Like, I was like, what's the problem? Just tell me, like, you know what I mean? That's what we talk about here. Um, And I recently had a conversation with my friends uh, in New York, actually, who I went to college with, who basically reminded me of a bunch of inappropriate, boundary-violating things I did in college without without thought. Uh, What's a boundary-violating moment that you have? Um, Well, basically, like, if you tell me something and then you're like, hey, don't tell other people. I'll be like, I'm really sorry, but I have to. Oh. Like, I... So you're a bad secret keeper. I'm a very bad secret <laughs> that's, keeper. That's a little different. Um, Like, if I if it's important, then I'll keep it. But if it's just, like, oh, it's something, like, embarrassing that you don't want people to know, like, I'll yeah. definitely share it. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely share your thoughts on my other... Like, if you tell me your thought on my friend, I'll tell my friend, like... But I'll tell you that I'm going to tell my friend. It's bad. Yeah. People aren't happy about it. I don't do that to you. Like, if you tell me something, I keep it secret. But because I know Ed, like, even if I'm like, don't tell anybody, like, I know, I know Chase already knows. Like, I know, like, three people already know. Well, I was going to say, like, sometimes I'll keep things if I know 
like what the person is saying is going to really hurt the Oh, friend. yeah. Then I yeah. won't share. Yeah. Then I won't share mean things. Like, I won't, like, I don't want to be the cause of their spiral. No, you know? no. Yeah. But, like, if it's not mean, I'm definitely going to share it. Um, I'm going to definitely tell at least one person everything. Yeah. That person can change. Like, sometimes yeah. it's, like, a person who doesn't know anyone in the situation or it's just, like, my mom. But I, I can't keep something to myself. I'm yeah. sorry for the really bad smell that just emerges. Wagon stuff uh, is he I got him a Shake Shack ice cream sundae for dogs the other day and he hoarded this bone in this office. I didn't realize it. And he's really getting into it now and it smells pretty gross. It smells okay. I mean maybe I can't I'm just, smell anything. So. I'm just like way closer to it, I think. Um but anyway, sorry if that's boundary violating to you. No, um, my dog chews disgusting things. Yeah, oh yeah, all the time. And also like, you know, I just Waggis has like started to smell a little bit like as he's like he's an old man like now that he re- when he reached like nine like he started to like have gas like he started to have like just like has like really upped his Frito smell like mm. you know how all dogs kind of smell like Fritos like he's really just like all of that has gone into overdrive and I've always prided myself on the fact that Wags is a naturally clean very like well taken care of dog like I used to sh- like shampoo him all the time as a puppy but then i realized oh he doesn't really need he like wags is chill like he's clean as hell um but yeah like he's kind of like wags you kind of like got real gross dude um you guys call in if your dog is gross 323-450-7408 and i want to remind you that we are doing something very special right now which is that we have a big fucking treat for you guys I know what the treat is now. Before, I didn't know what the treat was. And I was just like kind of – I was really stringing you along and feeling kind of guilty because I didn't know what it was. And I was like, fuck, I really got to figure it out because like me doing a YouTube video or something is like a really not – it's not a treat. Like it's not a fun treat. Like maybe I could get Christina to sing karaoke. Like I could – my dream would be to get Christina drunk and then make her do karaoke and then post that to the Facebook page. But that's like a friendship – it's like a friendship thing. I can't do that to her, but that's my dream. Um, but I couldn't think of anything, any sort of prize for you guys if you do what I asked, which is go to Apple Podcasts and to leave a five-star review and a comment because if we get 500 of them by the new year, which is coming up, you guys, this is like really – you tell your friends, tell your – because I'm probably going to do the surprise for you anyway, but if you guys let me down, I, I mean, this has been three years, okay? This is episode 148, and we haven't even counted all the episodes. So, like, really, you guys, go leave that review. Leave that goddamn review on Apple Podcasts. Just go to. It's so easy. Here's the thing. I would totally do the karaoke video only if it was going to be up for like 24 hours. Like if it, it wasn't on the internet forever. Okay. Well, then we're going to double down. So we're going to do <laughs> no! we're going to do on the Please Advise Snapchat. We're going to do Christina drunk doing karaoke, which will that will eliminate it after 24 hours. Plus, we have a gigantic surprise, which actually I think – I know for a fact um, there's people listening to this who are involved with a surprise who I'm very excited about. I know what that is it? I can't tell you. It's a surprise. Oh. Do you want me to cut it? Well, we can cut don't it. Don't tell, tell me. I'll cut it. No, cut don't it. tell me because I'll tell somebody. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't trust you. you I've been listening. Gonna, I was going to tell you. You're right. I was going to tell you. You're right. I can't don't tell, tell you anything. 
Um, which is, by the way, like not at all like how what I would describe as being nosy. I would describe that as being uh, a bad seeker keeper. Just, just yeah, for but the I'm future. also nosy. Okay, just for future reference. Like I'm, I'm, I'm prying to get your secrets and then I share them. Well, let's get into some other people's secrets. We have a bunch of calls. People are uh, real desperate when they call here, and I've really been trying to pander to the desperates late at night. I, that's when I've mostly been posting, like ten forty-seven on Saturday night. When I know that like there's someone drunk and sad and angry um, that's going to call with some feels. Let's do that. Hi, moms. Christina and guest. It's Kayla. I am currently having some friend dilemmas. To start, I'm about to turn 25 and am recently married. And I'm in this phase in my life where I feel like I don't know what my friendships mean, not only to myself, but to other people. I had a friend who I had known for a couple of years when I asked her to be in my wedding. Uh, She was calling and texting multiple times a week and making the hour drive down to see me and actually questioning my other friendships because she was so supportive and great and always there. Um, However, I haven't seen her since the wedding, which was four months ago about, and her to hang out or mention us getting together. Um, even volunteering to come to her, she just replies with a weird answer like, you know, sure, that sounds like fun, maybe in a few weeks. Or, yeah, we really need to get together, and then I'll say I'm coming up, and then she gives me kind of an evasive answer. Um, so then I just end up hearing nothing uh, after checking back in. So do I chalk it up as us being adults and accept that friendships straight away, or... Was she just not my real friend in the first place and just wanted a seat at the wedding or what's going on? I guess I don't know. Um, It's just hard keeping and making friends. I feel at this age that I don't know what to do. So uh, please advise. Thank you. Christina said she can't wait to hear my hot take, but I don't think it's that hot of a take. I think anyone who is really listening can tell you this. One, no one wants to go to your stupid fucking wedding unless you live in the most boring state in the world. I love weddings. I love weddings too, but like I'm not going to fake a friendship with someone to get a seat at a wedding. I'm not that desperate. I maybe would. Okay. So (laughs) this is the other thing. Okay. You're like, I even offered to drive to her. Like, Like as if that's unusual to reciprocate with a friend. Like oh, I'll come to your place. Like, no, it sounds to me like you've expected this person to come to you, that it's been about your wedding, that it's been about you. I think, honestly, she's probably annoyed with you, thinks that you think the world revolves around you, and I feel like you probably owe her an apology. Um, If I had to guess, I would say that she feels very probably just taken advantage of. I, I know that I would. I know that that's like kind of what I was listening to. I was picking up on a lot of things where I was just like, it sounded like you being a friend was more of an effort for you than it was for her. And that's weird. Um, And that's like the basis of friendship. And also you're 25. That's actually not a hard age to hold on to friends. It's like an age of discovery for new friends for sure. But I mean, it's not like you're 32 and like y'all are living in like different states or something and like just in totally different career paths and places in your life. I don't know if you live in a place where time is sped up um, in some crazy way, but even in some of the more like 
you know, some of the people that we talk to on the show who are younger who want to get married are usually like more like 27, 28. The people who live even in the South are like closer to that age. So when I hear you say I'm 25, my friendships have come to a dead halt. And like the one friend I had who was coming to me all the time doesn't want to come to me. I, I even offered to go out of the way and go to her. Like, like come on. That's what that this sound is, is so like. so harsh. Oh my god! I mean, tearing like, into this poor I, girl. Oh, I mean, Allison. She knows who she like. She knows who she called. That's what I say about these people. Is they know who they called. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm keeping it real. I would be annoyed as hell. I mean, and that's just my read on the situation. What's yours? It's tough because I've both been ghosted and ghosted friends. Um, so it's difficult because it is a weird thing where like when you want a friendship to end, there's like no etiquette for that. Like. We're, like obviously with relationships we're taught like and then you sit down and you break up but with friendships yeah. that's like seems so like aggressive dramatic um, so i would i would you know say to her hey is something wrong i i really want to figure out like if you're upset with me and if you are like i'd love to hear why and i'm i'm sure i'm and i'd love to apologize and then if if that person evades that and says, oh, nothing's wrong and they don't want to talk about it like an adult, then I think you just got to cut your losses and move on. And I would even start with, yo, I love you. I value our friendship. I feel really bad if I did something that got mm-hmm. in the way of our friendship because it sounds, I mean, if you do really value this person, which like, I don't really know that like, I don't know. I'm not getting a vibe from Kayla like she really knows how to be a friend and like... <laughs> I, I don't want to I don't want to be like rude, but it's like to have the arrogance to think that someone wants a seat at your wedding. You got that from a two minute phone call? From, no, I, I was listening to the words she said. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to the words she said and the tone with which she said it and the order in which she told her story. And I, what I'm getting from those things is that I'm just not seeing any sort of like potential blame taken on her end. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of fallacies like, um, you know, friendships drift apart when you're 25 like that's a weird that's a fallacy like I mean that yeah they drift apart at any age but like it's not like the world comes to a halt when you're married um it shouldn't anyway um you know maybe your husband said something fucked up to her at the wedding but like just like oh my god imagine if that's what it was I'm I'm thinking like the friends don't like the husband yeah but the arrogance to assume why would she be so friendly up until the wedding what if the husband came onto the friend at the wedding? That's what I'm saying. Like the husband at the wedding. Like, yeah. Oh my god! But well, now this is now, just now everything for me. She's spiraling, I'm sure. Listen, I just I I'm what wow, I wow. That's I'm, interesting. I, I'm just yeah. I mean, maybe there is something juicy like that. I don't know if you know this man. How, how well do you know this man? But um. <laughs> Yeah, how well, like, can you ever know a man? And where, well, like, what are your other friendships like with with your? What are your friendships like with your other friends? It sounds like this friend is very like was a like, pretty key friendship to you. I just think this person sounds like someone who like the world revolves a little bit around Kayla, and like to to think that it's an odd thing to reciprocate. Like, oh, I'll even like go and hang out with you. Like that really hit me hard because I was like, you should do that you know what I mean like unless she's someone that's like oh I don't like people at my house or like you know oh like I don't really you know unless she's someone that has a reason why you I there's a reason why you wouldn't want to go there or why she wouldn't want you there there's no reason why that shouldn't should be some like wild like prospect like I, I don't know I'm just getting a vibe that like she's pissed dude I don't know what it is call me psychic 
call me back and let me know 323-450-7408 because maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe everything I'm saying is baseless. I'm just assuming based on what you said. I mean, come on. So desperate for a seat at the wedding. Like, what? I'm sorry. Who are you marrying? Like, are you marrying Daryl Hammond? Like, what's like? You don't know. You don't know where this girl lives. It could Why have been I go the to Daryl Hammond? Of the year. I mean, exactly. I mean, maybe she's some like Southern. I don't know why I went to Daryl Hammond. This is the weirdest one. <laughs> I don't know why I went there. Who are you marrying? Brad Pitt? Like, exactly. I mean, it's whatever. Like, I don't know why I went to Daryl Hammond. But like, are you marrying some person? And this is like the social event of the century like is Aerosmith closing the vows like I'm unclear <laughs> Keenan Thompson like, <laughs> exactly like I don't know but like unless it's something that it's like okay like you're if say you know if your daddy's rich as fuck and like this is some big deal and like you know earth wind and fire is playing your wedding like oh. it's like you're Kim and, and Chris Humphreys and yeah okay fine but like that's not the vibe I'm getting from Kayla. I'm getting Kayla doesn't even want to drive 25 minutes or whatever. So I think it was an hour. An hour, whatever. Put on. How long does it take to listen to this podcast? Put on a podcast and drive both ways. <laughs> Maybe catch up on some life. Um, I don't know, girl. Christina, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I think you you both covered it uh, from extreme angles. <laughs> I'm definitely going with the husband hit on the bridesmaid at the wedding. I know. Like, angle. Probably like there was a pretzel stand or a snow cone machine because like obviously this girl thinks her wedding was a shit. So there was probably like a Moscow mule snow cone machine or something. Have you ever been to a wedding with a Venetian hour? What's that? No. It's just like uh, carts and carts and carts of desserts. Like oh, no. Chocolate fountains and like. Expl- oh, my God. I would fake a friendship for that. Yeah, Are my cousin's like very Italian re- wedding had one. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta be friends with someone who's gonna have a Venetian hour. Yeah, look it up. Google. You'll see like tables of ex- like fireworks with tons of candy and. Okay, goods. here's the other thing. Was it free for this girl to go to your wedding? Because I'll tell you that just about every wedding I've gone to in the last five years cost about a thousand bucks. It seems like it's you get just kind of out. hate weddings. I, me? And yeah, and like you're coming at this from just like a very me? anti-wedding. No, no, no. Point I actually love. I love weddings, and I love every wedding I've been to. I'm just not gonna. S- I just think it's incredibly arrogant to assume that someone wants a seat at your wedding when, in fact, like going to a wedding is no cheap endeavor. Like this, this girl wanted to have a fun time. She should go to the Parker in Palm Springs and like get a mud bath or something. Like that sounds that, fun. You know, that's that's much less expensive and emotionally taxing than having someone like Caleb breathe down your neck for the next month and a half about why you're not coming to visit her or even she can come and visit you. Like, no, I love weddings. I just think that maybe your husband saddled up to her at the Moscow mule cart or something and said something inappropriate Maybe grab grass or something. What do you think is going to be the next big trend at weddings? Because, you know, like mason jars with like everything mm. for a while. I don't know. Like, I think it's the anti-Pinterest now. I was reading about that the other – some art. I couldn't even finish the article, but it was just like in a world of like how do you wow people at weddings now in a world where everyone does kind of the same thing. And I will say that the last two weddings I went to – no, the last like – I thought, like Jackie Johnson's wedding and Marley, Molly Tarlov's wedding were both, first of all, they were both very pink, which I loved. It was They were both very them. And that is the thing that I love about a wedding where I don't think I've been to the Mason Jar wedding. I feel like everyone I know and last, the last like handful of weddings I've been to have been very unique and very true to the couple. And I think like kind of more embracing that because 
the idea that everyone's personality is like mason jar and like upcycled apothecary bottles and like burlap like that that's not your husband that's not most guys personalities or well, most my women's. boyfriend loves mason jars he does yeah i mean he well, wants to get married in like an open barn it's my fucking nightmare <laughs> so i'm down with the open barn idea but like mason no you have no cliche. you have no temperature control yeah, you I gotta make lamps, sure that it lamps. is. Oh, I can't trust it. I gotta be comfortable. Yeah, I can't be cold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably burn everybody up, like a nice eighty. <laughs> yeah. Also, tall. remember, if you're dancing, you're gonna burn up anyway. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just so afraid to be cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a deep. That's like, fear. yeah, that's like my biggest anxiety is like having to pee and being cold. <laughs> Are you guys getting married? Uh, probably. That's very exciting. Thanks. When do you think that'll happen? Oh, sooner than later. Have you like told him ha- what ring you want? Yeah, kind of. I always thought that was so weird, but I just all I do all day is look at engagement rings. Hell so. no, it's not weird. You got to let that motherfucker know your style. Like you can't leave that up to someone else. Like that's has, if that's going to be on your hand for the rest of your life, you need to let someone know your style. Like that's very important to me. Like I have a very specific style. I know exactly what kind of jewelry i like oh my god if someone you were dating asked me to go ring shopping with them it would be like a carry like oh i'll tell you exactly what i want i want a two carat round one yeah i want a two carat round cut four prong yellow gold engagement rings like circular diamond circle diamond sounds beautiful yeah just very plain like lauren conrad honestly i feel jacked my engagement ring see i don't i don't want like one diamond like i like i'd rather have a like a like a couple like smaller ones, but I don't like just the solitaire. Yeah. Um, and I want rose gold. Ooh. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Anyway, my wedding, not that anyone asked. Um, I want it to be <laughs> I want it to be full of pranks. Oh, I hate pranks. Okay, you don't have to come, but I... <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pranks? Just all sorts of pranks. I can't reveal it on air. Okay, okay. Why do you like pranks? I just love them. Um, I also really love surveys. So they'll definitely be like, you know, cards you have to fill out. Like, yeah. Throughout the evening, letting me know if you're having fun. Yeah. Um, how much fun you're having. What could be improved on my second wedding? Surveys are fun at weddings. <laughs> I like surveys at weddings. No, and you know what? As long as the pranks aren't mean spirited, no, no. I enjoy just them. Just a good time. I have a. I don't like. I don't like mean spirited pranks. April Fool's Day is really hard for me every year. Well, I'm, okay, fine. Let's take our next call. <laughs> Hi, Malls, Christina, and guests. My name is Alyssa. Um, I'm a fairly new listener, so I don't know if you've covered something like this before. But how do you deal with passive-aggressive comments? Um, so I am pregnant and very happy, but I'm a bit nervous for what is to come with particularly my grandmother was always making comments about weight, even though I'm not overweight. She's just obsessed with weight. And I feel that I'm getting more worried about even talking about it with her because I feel like she's just going to be like, don't gain too much weight. You got to watch what you're eating. Um, This happened a lot while I was getting ready for my wedding. She'd be making comments like, "Um, you don't want to eat that because... You know, your dress might not fit and just so many comments like that. So how do you deal with passive aggressive comments? I'm just not good with confrontation. And I just feel like, you know, this is my elder and my grandmother. So I don't want to be disrespectful, but I feel like it's disrespectful. 
disrespectful of her to be making these comments. Um, so if you guys have any advice, I really don't do trying to be a good granddaughter, but also like not trying to be pregnant and fat shamed if you feel me. Um, thanks. I hope you can um, please advise. Bye. Okay. So I have to admit that I am so not passive aggressive that I am actually like almost no, I'm no, I'm I'm just I'm no, I'm not aggressive aggressive either. I just speak plainly. Like I don't say I don't see any like I'd I say some people would find that aggressive. Okay, sure. Maybe people find that aggressive, but like I I've been in relationships where like, you know, someone's kind of like saying something while they're walking out the door or like someone's, you know, like, "Oh, well, it would have been nice if you did this." And it's like I that sort of thing drives me nuts in a person, except I don't I so I have to say a lot of times when it comes to these like little sly passive aggressive things, I can be a little bit of a bimbo because I don't real I don't recognize passive aggressive behavior for what I would it say is. That her grandma's not being passive aggressive. No. She's just being mean. Yeah. Right. Like, very aggressive. Right. So I there's would no say, like hinting. No, she's like no, no. It, she's not saying maybe you shouldn't have that extra dinner roll. Right. Yeah. That's she's kind of passive aggressive. Don't have yeah. that. She's saying don't have that. Yeah, and because also, like, you will get fat. That's, like, not passive-aggressive. <laughs> yeah, to Allison's point, I was going to say, like, that approach, being director, being just plain-spoken, yeah. uh, rubs a lot of Midwestern people the wrong way, as I have learned, mm-hmm. as a plain-spoken New Yorker. Yeah. Um, so, Especially when it's coming from a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say, honestly, a, a big I've had tactic people tell I me have... I'm scary. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. I've had people be like, that's scary. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I would just say literally whenever your grandma says something like that, just look at her and say that's not nice or like that's hurting my feelings or that's not helpful and just like keep it to like very like short replies that like they can't argue with and then they'll feel bad. Yeah. I worry just, about I yourself. I love to just say like that's not nice. <laughs> and then what do you say back to that? Well, I didn't mean it. It's okay, but like that's not nice. I have a certain side of the family members that are like every time I see them mm-hmm. they'll be like oh hey Christina how you doing I haven't seen you all you've gained weight and I'm just like why would you ever say that as right. a like welcome I haven't seen you in like years why yeah. is that your my go-to my uncles used to do that which is <clears throat> really inappropriate I'm gonna like tell them next time you look old like and I was just <laughs> like oh you've gotten older haven't you yeah. I think you like, should just say why would you say that yeah why no, because they're like so- oh we're just you know that's how we are like and, and just, just like, like okay okay <laughs> Yeah. This is why I only visit you once every three years. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. That's actually like bringing back. I'm literally just remembering that my, my uncles were always the one that did that. And it was that like did that, that. And then, like, oh, so you you don't have a boyfriend? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, boyfriend, they didn't bother. It was, but it was always definitely like comments about whether I thinned out or like whatever. And it was always the guys in my family commenting on that. And that is so weird. I remember my uncle saying to me once, like, like, they, like their assessment of how you are is valuable to you. Right. right. <laughs> and I remember them saying like my, one of my uncles like, saying oh, to she me, she needs like, to know so that she can find a man. She needs to know a man's opinion. Right. Of how she looks oh so that she can find one. I don't think my uncles have ever looked directly at me. <laughs> they don't pay any yeah. attention to me at all. It's really weird. I remember my uncle saying to me once, you poor thing. You, I was f- in fourth grade. He said, oh, you poor thing. You got your Aunt Sarah's figure. And like, my, <laughs> which by the way, like my Aunt Sarah like has had three children. So she is on the larger side now. But like, I definitely am like, 
on the slender side. I have really long legs. Like I'm very I'm I'm happy with who I am. But Allison, like, if you can't tell, we grew up around really mean people. This is but, horrible. Yeah, but um, well, I mean, like you know, it's also like a cultural thing. Like I think in our like for Irish, you know, for Irish Catholic people, like it's just like guys are allowed to do and say whatever the fuck they want, and women like are you know made to clean up after them and take remarks and sort of like. You know, it's just it's a little bit different. I don't know if your family like there's yeah, there's some like some of... machismo elements to like yeah. the Puerto Rican household. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you work in the industry, do you have to deal sort of? Yeah, do you have to deal with these things? Um, I mean, I get a lot of comments from people I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like a lot of like Allison's gaining weight. Is Allison pregnant? This looks <laughs> bad. Your hair's bad. You don't know how to put on makeup. You know, just like. A really fun variety of stuff that like keeps me on my toes, um, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, you really have to learn how to like disconnect from it and just like you know a, a big thing that I hold myself to is I only care about the people that I respect. Yes, and, and once you start applying that rule, like you'll tend to find that you only really hear compliments, and you because have like people a- that you respect tend to treat you with respect. And you have, like, a long internet history as well, too. Like, you came from BuzzFeed, right? And then started doing YouTube on your own. Like We you had did- the channel first, yeah. actually. Well, either way, you've built up, you've accumulated an audience of just, like, the masses, basically. And, like, those are the people that leave the shittiest YouTube <laughs> comments in the world. And, like, that must be, do you read the comments still? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, like, like it, does it not affect you at all? Because I know that when I ever have to I got sent something by accident like someone sent me something and they should not have sent me and uh just as like a friend and I wound up reading the comments on it and I was like it like broke me and I was like this is like this is my worst nightmare that like people will be talking about me like this and um it's tough it's like I I I think that the only things that hit home are when I see truth in it you know, so if someone's like, oh, this sketch isn't funny, and then I'll be like, oh, no, is it not funny? You know, like, I, I tend to get more upset about remarks about the material than remarks about, like, my physical appearance. Yeah. Um, But that's also, you know, if I cared what people said about my physical appearance, I couldn't do what I do. Like, you, you have to have a thick skin or else you just, like, simply cannot do it. So how did you develop that? Um, necessity, <laughs> survival skills. I mean, really just thinking about who, what type of people would leave comments like that takes away a lot of the power of yeah. the comment. Well, I was honest, would it be a, an, an advisable thing for her to grow a thicker skin when she's dealing I with her so. grandma? I think so. I mean, my grandma says things to me that I wish she wouldn't. But, you know, at a certain point, it's like, I just would never speak to somebody in that way. and And so I can't take it seriously because there's something about when a comment is so mean it almost doesn't like what it seems like like i can't describe it like it doesn't have any value because yeah. it's so mean and the, <laughs> that think, makes sense and they don't know you right yeah, or even like, if they oh. do know me like you know like i like it's just like like i just sort of like lose respect for the person that mm-hmm. says that thing or like when my mom like recently said something that like you know like that she maybe shouldn't have said it wasn't that terrible but i just sort of like like my reaction to it like where it's like a couple years ago it would have been like she basically was like i've been on zoloft for the last few months and she said that like out of nowhere she was like you should see talk to your psychiatrist because i think the zoloft is making you gain weight and like 
I hadn't, which is a totally valid thing to say if like I had been like, oh, I've gained weight. I don't know why. Then like it's very valid to be like, well, maybe it's the Zoloft. But out of nowhere, it was like a little weird. And I was just sort of proud of myself because a few years ago, I would have like become obsessed with the idea that I gained weight. And instead, I just was like, well, that's like I did actually like I didn't ask. You're also very tiny as well. So like just so I mean, I know that it's not the point, <laughs> but like just like the idea of someone saying that to you is like, Jesus, like. I don't know. One thing I will say about your grandmother, though, is that if it's your grandma in particular who's doing this to you, don't forget that, like, a lot of older people, their brains start to deteriorate and that they, I mean, it's She's like losing de- whatever I'm filter. dead ass serious. Like, yeah. I also just think that that people were different back then. And yeah. It's not like an excuse because, like, you should grow up with the times. Like, I honestly feel like I've grown up with the times, like, things I would have said in college I would never say now. Mm-hmm. So there's not, it's not a great excuse, but they do... They do speak differently and view the world differently. And dementia is really, real. That's really interesting in this kind of online culture, too, because they'll pull a tweet from, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, well, like, the holding, holding you to standards that are now standards. Right. Because you right. didn't know. Like, I, I mean, like, when I was in college, I, like, literally thought girls weren't funny. Yeah. And, like, I was like, I'm funny, but other girls aren't funny. And that's, like, insane. Like, now, oh, my God, I, I only want to work with women. I, like, am so I want to surround myself with women. Like, you know, and that was, like, a journey and it's also because people had to point that out to me sometimes it's not apparent right and that's i think receipt culture can be like super dangerous in that sense because it's like you're calling someone out on something that they you know it's like yeah you've probably grown a lot since 2008 exactly and like just like how is that useful to the argument to say that like oh well you proved that like you know seven years ago you felt this way like um, you know, I don't know. I just don't think anyone is who they were that long ago and that so much has happened and that like the world is basically on fast forward compared to what it used to be. Yeah. So I mean like even the way we talk about like transgender issues has evolved so I watched much in an the last e- three years. Girl, I watched an SVU from season four the other day and it's about tra- it was about a transgender woman who was dating a guy and like the guy wound up like killing himself. She was put in jail because she was deemed violent for her actions. Like she got like gang raped in prison. And it was just, it was like a litter. I could not, uh, Mercer Hargitay said the word tranny. Like it was literally the most, I could not believe. I was like, this is like irresponsible that this is still on Hulu. Like I was like, well, like pull this from the, this doesn't need to, they've pulled a lot of episodes from like different series. I don't know why that that is in rotation because it's so outdated that it's like, it was scary to watch that not that long ago, like one of my favorite shows that I think handles a lot of things very well, handle this. I mean, at the at the time, the best they knew how to handle it. That that was like, you know, that was the con- that was the conversation people were having. Then. I, well, I think also people know now they would bring on like a consultant, right? To, like, yes. talk about those issues. Well, they did a new episode this season, which I haven't watched yet, and I'm interested. I kind of was like afraid to watch it because the <laughs> for one I watched the other day kind of scarred me for life. But I, I they did do a new one that I want to watch. Um, I'll probably watch it when you leave. Um, because I uh, I do want to see what the difference is and how they handle it. Okay, you guys, uh, let's take one more call. 
Hi, Malls, Christina, and guests. This is Allison. I'm 30 years old, and I'm calling today with a strange situation I'm in with my therapist. I've been seeing her for seven years. She's the only therapist I've ever seen, and up until recently, things have been great. She has literally been a lifesaver in a couple of different instances and really helped me change into a better person. Um, but lately, she's been kind of dismissive of my situation and my, you know, mental health. I have generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder. I take antidepressants and anxiety medication as prescribed to me by a psychiatrist that I've been seeing for four or five years now. And lately my therapist has been making comments, calling my mental illnesses dramatic or theatrics. Uh, I went through a really bad breakup this summer and I was saying something to her along the lines of, you know, maybe he didn't know how to handle a partner with a mental illness. And she stopped me and she said, well, you say mental illness, I say dramatic. And I was kind of taken aback because, you know, that's an odd thing for a therapist to say. But I thought maybe this is just a very bad joke she's trying to make. Um, so I just kind of shrugged it off. But lately she's made similar comments, you know, as recently as last week when I saw her. And... Every time she does it, I'm just so stunned. I never know what to say in response. I'm a pretty passive person. I'm obviously anxious. I'm fairly conflict avoidant. You know, all these things that I've been trying to work through in therapy. But here's the person who's been helping me who's all of a sudden, you know, triggering, for lack of a better term, those things in me. I plan on talking to my psychiatrist about this to get, you know, her input, but they do know each other, so it's not a totally neutral situation. Um, is it worth cutting my losses and finding a new therapist? I mean, we've been together for, you know, almost a decade now. The thought of finding someone new is kind of exhausting, but at the same time, I don't want to see someone who's either making bad jokes or being literally dismissive of the reason why I'm there to see her. It's just, it's very strange, um, you know, very sudden development that she started saying these things. So I don't know. I'm confused and, and frustrated. So I would love to get your input, your thoughts, etc. Um, and I want to thank you for all that you do. Your various podcasts have kept me company this summer through my aforementioned terrible breakup. So uh, thank you for all that you do. And please advise. Bye. Well, one thing I want to point out is that a lot of times some mental illnesses can read as dramatics, including like bipolar disorder. And I think that like so just so you know, like some things can be misread sometimes. Sometimes word usage can be misread as dramatic when in fact it is symptomatic of a mental illness. And I think that your therapist is being insensitive to you. I think that that's not something that you need to hear or something that she needs to say to you. I think it's time that you do what I call like a burning down of the house, which I've done a couple times. Um, after my last major breakup, I basically fired everyone. Um, I got rid of everyone on my team from like, you know, the psychologist, the psychiatrist to my doctors, the only one I kept on was my general practitioner because I went to him and I said, look, I'm burning down the house and my mental health team and I need someone to continue to prescribe to me exactly the mental, like exactly the drugs I'm on for my anxiety and for my uh, well-being, well-butrin is like not an antidepressant. And I said, I just basically need these drugs written, like 
re, um, refilled until I find the right team. And I think that the reason why I did that was because when I was seeing those therapists, I was not myself. I was myself in that relationship, which was a very toxic, influenced, sad, uh, <laughs> lesser version of my, I was a very watered down, sad version of myself. And I don't think that I was bringing my, I don't think I was being accurate and I was doing all the work I needed to do in terms of like self-improvement, but none of that really applied to me because a lot of the problems I had didn't really exist in my actual life once that relationship was gone. So maybe it's time for you to burn down the house and look for a new team. And I know that it sucks because you're like, oh, now I have to start over again and I have to tell the person my whole story. And like that's the, that's the thing that sucks is starting from the beginning and having to tell the whole story and saying, you know, this is what happened when I was a kid. And then when I was 20, this happened. And then I was diagnosed with this. And then, you know, you know, it's very it's shitty for a variety of reasons. One, it's just like laborious. Two, it's emotionally taxing. Three, it can be expensive. You have to be honest with yourself about whether or not someone's a good fit. I've seen people that ultimately it just hasn't been a good fit. And it sucked because I'm like, oh, man, like now I got to go find someone else to do this with. And But I just I realized that ultimately like part of growing up was realizing that I couldn't just stick with the first option I found because it was working for me. Uh, what do you think, Allison? Uh, I think you got to fire your therapist. Um, therapists are people and who knows what is going on in this woman's life. Yeah. But um, it's just not a good match anymore i've had many many therapists over the years you you catch them up and then you move on um i know it sucks i would definitely say something to your psychiatrist um just honestly just so that you have someone else in a position of power saying yeah that's not correct i think that that will empower you to cut ties um but also you know you change you're a different person than you were seven years ago it might be good to have a fresh perspective The only thing I would say about the psychiatrist is the one thing that you brought up, which is that they have a relationship. And I was in a situation like that, too, where my psychiatrist was referred to me by my psychologist and I didn't feel comfortable. And now that I look back on it, I wondered if I wonder if I had gone to one of the doctors and said, hey, is my confidentiality with you insured beyond this other relationship? Um that is something that I would check. If, if, if that makes you feel better. If it's a good psychiatrist, they would not disclose that information to your therapist. Like, then that, if their reaction is anything other than like, oh, like, let's let's make you happy. Like, I can refer you to other people. Then they're not good at their job. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it has been a hard learning lesson for me that doc, like, I used to think that doctors and police officers and, and, uh, airplane what is it called when you fly an airplane pilots pilots like i always used to think that like those are people that like you revere like those are people in culture that were like okay those are people those are safe spaces but they're also just people and as much as there is a code of ethics like look i've had doctors break confidentiality with me about other patients like i've had you yeah, know? but it's a litmus test. I mean, you know, like you can tell from that person's reaction if you if you should also find a new psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Christina? Yeah, I mean, if you feel uncomfortable, like regardless of how much this – it's like being in any relationship. If it's not working anymore and yeah. if they're not taking – you're like, your therapist should be taking you seriously. 
Yeah. Are we running a Talkspace campaign right now? I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Because if we are, there's, I think, $30 off your first month or something. (laughs) But no, I think that it's uh, it's something that you should start to look into sooner rather than later. And I think it's okay to tell your therapist why you're letting them go and why you think it's time to move on. I think that's actually very important feedback for them. I know that in the past – I'm not taking my own advice. I'm I'm giving retroactive advice that I wish that I had felt more comfortable giving at the time. At the time, I felt like I needed to get so fucking far away from those people that I just like ran um, under the cover of the night and never fucking said anything. And now I look back at that and I'm like, well, that probably only increased their thoughts that I was a crazy person and that like I'm in denial and hiding things or whatever. But like I just actually just didn't feel safe around any of them and was scared. Um, So that, yeah. So maybe if you, if you feel comfortable doing that, I think you should. It's like important feedback. What? Oh yeah. Um, So, okay. So Allison has sleep. Allison, what are you doing later? I have to go to a play. Oh, that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be sorry. I'm glad we got to spend this time with you. Thank yes, you for thank joining us. thank you for us. having me. People can find you online. Um, you're just at Allison Raskin on Twitter, right? And, and Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Um, are you verified? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, okay. It's Very, exciting You stuff. guys look for that shock, you guys, okay? <laughs> By the way, do you hear they're, like, stripping people of their checks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I haven't done any hate speech lately, so I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm hoping that I get to hold on to my – my check, but like, what you know? What if you just wake up one morning and that check is gone? I'll have to find a new purpose in life. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Allison, you so much for having me. Tell people, um, do you have a podcast or anything else? They can find you on YouTube. Find us on YouTube, and we also have a young adult novel called "I Hate Everyone But You" that's available now. Oh everywhere. hell yeah, that's right. Okay, well, thank you so much, and say hi to Gabby for me. I will. Thank you for being so fucking patient with us. Oh no problem. Worth the wait. A roller coaster. I was gonna say really quickly. I appreciate a young adult novel that's not also set in a dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just set in college. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'd love to have you back. Maybe with Gabby next time. That would be really fun. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Okay, Wags, you've made yourself very clear. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. (laughs)